0: impact 89 fm's own nfl podcast hosted by michael markosh this
1: is the pylon
0: welcome back to the pylon impact 89 fm's own nfl podcast here on the campus of michigan state university and yes This is Michael Marcotte, you're hearing. of I am, of course, your host. I've been gone for the past three weeks. I've been on the road covering the men's basketball team. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. I am extremely tired, but I am so excited to be back here in the host chair. Big shout out to Jada Costa for filling in a couple weeks ago. I I listened back to the episode, at least the first part of it. Really well done, guys. And uh, They broke down all the free agency stuff for you, and we're going to continue with that theme here today. I know that pro days are going on and we've seen some quarterbacks throw Anthony Richardson hit the rafters today with a football that was something but we're not going to get into all that today we're going to actually save the draft stuff starting next week in April we're going to dedicate the entire month of April to the NFL draft here on this show of course leading up to the first round of the draft on April 28th so today we're going to give out some offseason grades some we're going to look at free agency what teams have signed who and we're just going to great I'm on how their off season has gone so far from the end of the season to right now and on that note how are we doing everybody
2: i'm doing great um you know a lot of nfl news over the course of the last 3 weeks and we had that free agency episode which was good we didn't do a show last week but mm-hmm. now we still talk we talk about off season grades and then the drafts so i mean the nfl always off season always lives on and uh yeah let's get into it
1: yeah super uh just an extremely Diff, different off season than what we've seen you know we've got the Lamar Jackson saga going on the Aaron Rodgers saga so that's a really interesting storylines to watch mm-hmm. play out a lot of good like dark horse signings by a lot of different teams you know the Houston Texans made waves this off season. Chicago Bears like a lot of teams that were near the bottom of their division or at the bottom of their division last year just kind of really revamping their entire rosters so that's going to be a really interesting storyline heading into next season but yeah just great off season like I said a bunch of fireworks always with quarterbacks and the quarterback carousel is always huge so great off season so far
3: entertainment yeah football football is football and
1: and, and it's not over yet guys i mean
0: you touched on it gray of course i'm here of course as always with jada me and patel our special guest this week grace good uh you touched on it with the lamar jackson stuff that of course broke last our this past monday where he said that he officially requested a trade from the Ravens back on March 2nd, which was almost, I mean, almost a month ago now at this point. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers stuff with the Jets and the Packers and that just standoff right now that we're going to see if eventually there's a breakthrough there sometime here in the next month leading up to the draft. But nonetheless, again, we'll get into that stuff maybe just a little bit as we get into some of these free agency grades, but let's start with the afc and in particular the afc east i'm doing these in no particular order it's just the order that they are listed on the nfl.com website where all of the things are (laughs) on the same one (laughs) i mean hey it's a great source to just find where all of the signings came in so let's start in the afc east with the defending afc's champions the buffalo bills who of course have been one of the most criticized teams i think this offseason especially with how last season ended they're supposed to be the super bowl favorite fell short in the divisional round of the postseason let's take a deep dive into what the bills did here in free agency and it wasn't that much uh there's there's a lot of names they made quite a few moves but none of them that really jump off a page they obviously retained some of their own matt milano jordan poyer they brought in damian harris from the patriots he's going to be in that running back room this year as well a couple offensive guards Connor mcgovern David Questenberry, Tyler Matakevich at, at linebacker as well. He re-signed. So some moves, nothing really too flashy, but when you're the Bills and you have a lot of your cap space tied up right now, they, they can't really do much, but got some protection for Josh Allen, got him some more weapons and short up that defense.
2: Yeah, no, and I think the Jordan Poyer signing, this is a guy that's been anchoring that defense for years now. Um, I think still one of the best safeties. I almost not say one of the best, but he is – He's, he's up there in terms of of good safeties in this league, and uh, signing a two year deal. Also, like you said, Connor McGovern. I think that's a sneaky good signing. A guy that's like around twenty six or twenty seven years old, a guy that will kind of help you inside on of that offensive line. So I, I don't mind any of these signings. I think these are all decent for a team that's going to be contending next year again. So.
1: Yeah, like you said, it was. It, they've got a lot of their cap space wrapped up, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I like the Matt Milano extension though. Mm-hmm. Signs a two-year extension through 2026. He was previously under contract through 2024. That's a great extension right there. I did watch the Buffalo Bills play in person when the Bills and Browns game got moved to Detroit last yep. year, and he is kind of he's the quarterback of that defense. Mm-hmm. You touched on yeah, it with Jordan it Poyer, and Jordan Poyer one of the best. Dis- safeties if not one of the best defensive backs overall in the NFL but Matt Milano is the guy to watch on that defense so I think locking him up is super key and you know the Connor McGovern signing that's a really good signing too one of the more underrated interior offensive linemen in the NFL kind of you know Quentin Nelson and Chris Lidstrom are guys that kind of overshadow what Connor McGovern has produced over the last few years so that's a really good signing for them too
3: um, yeah Buffalo had an interesting offseason for sure they um, made some changes let go Of a couple coaches Lost a couple Um, I like what they did defensively I think re-signing Milano was good Um, Re-signing Poyer also good Poyer's been one of the most consistent Mm -hmm. safeties in football Um, He's done really well And I think bringing him back goes a long way Getting McGovern's good too They definitely do not have as great Of a run game as they could And he's only going to help that Not on an expensive contract either Less than $10 million a year Mm -hmm. or so it's going to go a long way. Interested to see if Damian Harris can make mm-hmm. any run in the backfield. Um,
0: they Singletary now.
3: I think it's end up going to end up being a rookie. They um, have Naheem Hines, too. Yeah. I think he's staying around. So it'll be interesting. They let go of their D-back coach, yeah. and their D-backs definitely faltered towards the end of the season. Their D-back coach did end up at Michigan State, though. Um, but, yeah, yeah interesting offseason. I, I think they've stayed mostly level, though. I, this is a big
1: thing. Yeah, yeah I, I do really. think it's interesting, but Singletary signed with the Texans, actually. Oh, he did. So right? it's only going to be Damian and, Harris, and, and well, that's really interesting to see if he's yeah. the number one guy. I did forget that Singletary left. Obviously, we're
0: getting to the Texans here in a little bit. Do you guys have a grade here for what Buffalo did?
2: Yeah. Um, B-minus. I mean, B Not didn't, like just didn't do a whole lot, but the signings, like I said, the signings they had don't have a problem with it, so B-minus. So
1: Yeah, I'll go one up. I'll, I'll give him a B on this. C-plus.
2: Yeah, I was going to
0: go probably C plus B minus. I think obviously the draft can give you a potential, obviously a boost if you're going to look at a full off-season grade, but based on where they are right now, I'll give them a nice B minus because their team's still really good. There wasn't They didn't have exactly the funds to necessarily go out and make some big splashes, but I like the pieces that they did. Keeping some of your own is always a good offseason. So now let's move on to the other team from this division that made the playoffs this past season, the Miami Dolphins, who they were active, obviously headlined by the trade for cornerback Jalen Ramsey trade from the Los Angeles Rams they gave up a third round pick and tight end Hunter Long who has barely ever played for them I think he's played like six snaps in the NFL um, but some other signings, they retained some of their own as well, keeping Miles Gaskin, keeping Raheem Moster, and Jeff Wilson. All three running backs will be back with the Dolphins next year in the backfield. Braxton Berrios comes over from New York. He's going to be manning probably more of the return game for Miami as well. And quarterback Mike White, he's now going to be the new backup for the Dolphins behind Tua. obviously, Teddy Bridgewater walks. They bring in Mike White as well. Uh, signed a couple edge rushers, retained some of their own as well. Uh even in the secondary as well, we talk about guys, Justin Bethel, Nick Needham. But overall, again, it's headlined by the Jalen Ramsey trade, but Miami did,
3: uh, they kept a lot of their own. The Dolphins could, with a solid draft, become division favorites. I agree. I I think with maybe a solid like third receiver in the third round, fourth round, that you can swipe to go along with that, I think they could really... If Tua stays healthy, they could really make some noise. Mm -hmm. Um, The run game is going to be whatever. The highlight of this team is their aerial attack, so it doesn't really matter who's in the backfield as long as you have guys who can be consistent and rotate well. They pretty much brought over San Francisco's backfield, so it doesn't (laughs) matter. Um, The David Long signing I really liked, especially after seeing the Lions pay Alex Anzaloni like $6 million a year. Like This guy, David Long was like a top 15 linebacker in the league last yep. year and he's getting five and a half million dollars a year. So it's a really good signing. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey Consensus. and Xavier Howard. And it really burns me because Byron Jones isn't healthy either because you wouldn't be able to throw. On Didn't that. he retire? He, uh, he did, did not. Yeah, he I... said it, but like he never actually said the words. I am retired. And Miami still owns his contract and is trying to rehab him. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. So, <laughs> I yeah, he did retire though, for by all intents and purposes. Um, but if Byron Jones was yeah. healthy, that you wouldn't be able to throw And Deshaun Elliott was a solid signing too.
2: No, yeah. I, I I like this offseason a lot. Um, you know, I Jalen Ramsey getting him for a, th- a third rounder, a guy that. It's, it's ridiculous. Still in his, pri- still in his prime. <laughs> so steal, um, steal. I just think it was, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I just think it was just a salary dump move by the Rams. I mean, they they were so desperate to get some cap space, and now you bring in a guy like Jalen Ramsey to pair with Xavier Howard, I mean, that's that's the best, one of the best secondaries in the league, and you get and you get Deshaun Elliott as well. And also, you know, Mike White, I mean, he's, he's a solid backup for a guy like Tua who, you know, we don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. Like, he he's another injury away from, you know, maybe being out a, a, an entire season. So, yeah, a guy like my, Mike White, that's a solid backup role. But, yeah, I, I give this offseason – I give him an A just because of Jalen Ramsey alone because that, that was just a, a great trade by them. So
1: Yeah, the Jalen Ramsey steal is huge, obviously, and I really like the David Long, David yeah. Long signing. Mm-hmm. He's been huge opposite Harold Landry in Tennessee the last few years, definitely really underrated. And now pairing him and Bradley Chubb along with that defensive – uh, defensive secondary that's going to be huge. They're bringing in Vic Fangio to be the coordinator there. Oh yeah. Um, <sighs> so that's huge. Uh, and I really like the Berrios signing too. <clears throat> I think he's going to be a good slot guy alongside Waddle and Tyreek. So that aerial tech just gets even better because Braxton Barrios. You know, it's probably the fastest wide receiver room in the NFL easily. So oh yeah, yeah, easily. Uh, in in a because of the steel and just some really good, uh, really good underrated signings there.
0: And you have a grade for the Dolphins?
3: Fangio makes them an A-minus, honestly.
0: I was going to go to A-minus as well. Yeah. I thought
3: they had a good offseason. I, I mean, it was going to be B-plus, and then he said Vic Fangio. I like, Yep. Again, the Dolphins, a-. the Dolphins
0: are another one of those teams. They're kind of similar to the Bills. They have a lot of their money already tied up, so they didn't have exactly a ton of resources this offseason to go make a big splash in that regard. And then when you do go get a guy like Jalen Ramsey and restructure his contract to give him all that guaranteed money, there goes even more of your money. So I thought on a budget they were able to keep a lot of the guys on the team that were successful last year, obviously bringing back the entire backfield, and then brought in some you know little key pieces here and there to shore up that defense, get Vic Fangio what he needs, and hopefully take this team to new heights because I agree with you, Monique. They were on track last year before Tua got hurt to, to, win the division. to win the division. And then obviously their season went off the rails, and then they still almost beat Buffalo in the postseason with Skylar Thompson. So this is going to be a very good team next year. Now let's move on here to the other two teams in the AFC, starting with the New England Patriots. This division was very active in this offseason, in this free agency period. The Patriots once again went out, and they just spent a ton of money bringing in running back James Robinson. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to come in. He's going to probably be the leading force of that wide receiving core. Mike Kosicki comes over from Miami on a one-year deal. They got a couple offensive linemen, guard and two tackles. Uh, Raekwon McMillan's re-signing there they got Mac Wilson to re-sign and Jalen Mills actually one that I really like for them of course in the secondary coming over to New England as well so it's it's a lot of defensive stuff here you know what Bill Belichick likes to do but the additions of Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Gesicki a potential move coming up maybe for like a DeAndre Hopkins could be in the play too they're trying to get Mac Jones some help they're trying at least on offense plus we gotta remember they
2: hired Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator
0: oh, yeah, starting definitely. this next year, um, so I I like this. For, oh, no, I
2: do too because you know James Robinson's a guy that you know, he's still a decent running back. Mm. Like you saw, you saw we could do in Jacksonville, and Juju three year deal for twenty five million. I mean, I guess that's New England's number one guy now. I mean, they mean
0: Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar are gone.
2: Yeah, Aguilar was not there anymore. Uh, he was yeah, in, but Myers is in uh, Vegas Myers now, is in so Vegas. Juju's the number one receiver there now, so that's yeah. going to be interesting. He was and kind
3: they, of out-heard. They didn't re-sign him either. I think he's the only receiver
0: in New England. Like, can tweeted anyone that name another receiver was, right now for the
3: Patriots?
2: I don't think New England's had a good wide receiver since like Randy Moss. <laughs> Randy
0: Moss, Wes Welker! Oh, Come Julian Edelman. 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 Oh, Edelman. Julian Edelman, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nah, not, and, not a Hall well, of Famer.
2: Just Gronk. I'm not Bryan really known Siegel. for developing wide receiver one, but anyways, Juju to New England. I, I think that's a decent signing. I mean, he hasn't really been what he used to be in Pittsburgh, but you know Mike Gesicki. I like that signing. Uh, a good tight end to stretch the field. You know how much they love tight ends. In oh the yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they and, love and tight guy Did like they Isecki. still
3: have? No, they traded Johnu. Where did they trade? They Johnu? don't. They
2: still have Hunter Henry though. Hunter Henry. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they have Hunter Henry and Smith.
2: That was a bad signing. That was awful. <laughs> Any, any, anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, uh, Riley Reef, uh, you know, uh, that's a good offensive tackle yeah. for depth. And then, uh, like you said, on defense, you know, we're, we're signing Drew Boyd Prepper, signing Mac Wilson and Jonathan Jones. And they're getting guys, you know, for Bill Belichick because Bill Belchick is ultimately a defensive coach. So, Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick is going <coughs> to the guy he's, he wants. And then Jalen Mills, I like that sign. I think Jalen Mills is a guy that can be a nice CB2, CB3, um, or defense, nice safety for them. So, you know, overall, solid off season. Got great for him. Um, probably a B. Yeah. Um, it's just a typical New England offseason. They'll spend a little bit of money and then resign their own, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, the Juju Smith-Schuster signing is interesting. You know, they get them for not a lot of money, uh, $33 million with incentives, uh, $25.5 million for three, those three years minus the incentives. So, I mean, that's a good signing for them. You know, they're, they're not paying their number one guy a lot of money now, so that's good for them. I really like the Gesicki signing. Obviously, tight ends are crucial to what they really like to do there. With their offensive scheme, it doesn't matter who the coordinator is. And then re-signing Raquan McMillan and I think bringing in Chris Board is going to kind of do a lot for that defense too. You know, it's a really super young defense. Devin McCourty retired now, so they're gonna. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he retires. So I, I like the Jalen Mills signing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an interesting, interesting off season. I'll give him I'll give them a B minus. Yeah,
3: B minus C plus. Um. You know they kept their staff pretty much. Besides bringing in Bill O'Brien, which they need, they need some mm-hmm. kind of offensive creativity coordinators who go back to Bama, Nick Saban's offensive coordinator rehabilitation mm-hmm. center, Seemed to seem to seem to work out eventually. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Bill O'Brien will bring something into it. Um, we'll see what they do. I feel like they're waiting to make a move either for D-hop or in the draft. I think they could trade up for a receiver if there's someone who really stands out to them or they could just wait because they, like, they're 11 to 15 range because yeah. they missed the playoff. So somewhere around there you could probably get wide receiver. Don't they? Don't, don't... Do they have a top 10 pick? I don't remember. I
2: that. don't. Like, at all. They, I don't, I like, don't know they where are they are. They're 14. They're middling last year. So yeah. I no, mean, they will.
0: Here's the thing. Range. They just missed the playoffs. So they're yeah. they're somewhere in the 17 or so it's like 16, 17 range yeah, yeah. probably. At some point, uh, yeah. I I got them at about a B minus. It's more of like an incomplete grade because I still feel like there's more moves coming. Mm-hmm. I'm just they didn't really do much on offense. I mean, I just complimented them, and I do think that they did take a step in the right direction, but. You'd like to see a little bit more, trying to get Mac Jones a little bit more help, obviously. Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Kosicki, like, yeah, they're fine. They're cool and all, but, like, that's it. Um, This New England team lacks a lot of weapons. They didn't keep Jacoby Myers, probably for good reason after he makes that play in Vegas. I don't think that he was ever coming back. But it's it's still, it's still incomplete, more or less, for me, for New England this offseason. We'll see what type of splash they may make in terms of trades or in the draft. Now we finally move on to the final team in the AFC East, and this is the most polarizing one because this is as incomplete as it gets. Uh, it's hard to grade this team right now, especially with what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. We seem to believe that he is on the way to New York at some point. That seems to be the belief, but... Hopefully before the draft But he's not there yet So right now it's hard to grade (laughs) this offseason Without Aaron Rodgers currently a part of it And also not knowing what the Jets gave up to get him So uh, some moves that they've made Again, they've been fairly quiet. Other than that, obviously, they got to save some cap space for Aaron Rodgers in his almost $50 million cap hit. But they did sign Michael Hardman, bring him in. Alan Lazard, of course, His uh, Aaron Rodgers is favorite. Overpay. Four years, $44 million with the Jets. Quincy Williams is back at linebacker. They got Chuck Clark in a trade from Baltimore. I like that That's signing fire. for them as well. But other than that, not much going on for the Jets. Of course, as we wait, Aaron Rodgers... To their team.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I hate it still because like you're overpaying for two receivers, not even one. Michael Hardman is not worth six and a half million dollars a year. Oh, by the way, they also traded Elijah Moore to the Browns. So oh I add yes, that. yes, <laughs> they did do that. Um, but Lazard four for forty four overpay. The best their their nicest move was really Chuck Clark mm-hmm. for a seventh rounder. Yeah, I like. He's that gonna start and he's gonna be there for at least a couple years. Like. I'm surprised they didn't trade more for him. Um, Rodgers quite a bit of money. He to make a decent chance. Rodgers it'll be interesting to really see like what they give up. That's what I'm saying. I, I like, think, it's hard. I think it'll be a one, no matter what.
0: I don't think it's going to be a one. I think it's going to be both twos. And I, a,
3: the thing is, like he literally went from MVP to borderline top ten quarterback.
2: You're not wrong. Borderline. I mean,
3: you're not, like hardcore borderline. I mean, they're generous to give the borderline. Yeah,
0: I mean, the quarterback, so. environment this like, year is so different.
3: And uh, the thing I hated the most was the Hackett hiring. You're going to bring in yeah. the worst head coach in NFL history. I, I know, He was a phenomenal offensive coordinator.
2: I know, like, like he was just a bad head coach. I mean,
0: he, Pat Shermer was, is a great offensive coordinator. He's he was, a horrible he head coach. Him, yeah. Was it him
3: or was it Mike LeFleur? Matt LaFleur. Mike was who they fired, sorry. Yes, Mike was who the Jets Mike fired. Mike was who the Jets fired. But was it was it him or was it Matt LaFleur really?
0: I in mean, Green Bay. It's a t- it's usually a team effort when it comes to stuff like that. Like the head coach obviously has a say in the offense, but it's it's Hackett that's designing the game plan and working hands-on with Aaron Rodgers more than it's Matt LaFleur.
1: Yeah, we watched what happened last year when Nathaniel Hackett wasn't there and it was LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Plus Rodgers
0: has actively spoken it's, out about how yeah, like much he likes Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah.
3: That's
1: fair. He did say that
3: was the reason he went. Aaron Rodgers isn't one to mince interview. words and but, say
0: like, "Oh yeah, I'm just lying."
3: But I just find it hard to believe that a man who couldn't succeed with Russell Wilson—I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback—but
2: yeah, not I, moved. Well, no, yeah, I mean, D plus, D plus. All right, well. I'm, I'm gonna until Rodgers <laughs> is
3: on the team, it's a D plus. I'm going to
2: give an incomplete as as well, Michael. I just I like, yeah. don't like. It depends what they give up for Rodgers. I mean, it'll be a good offseason when they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but,
0: it's probably an A. No, yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> but, like, Alan Lazard, that's a lot of money for a guy like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get Chuck Clark, I really like that trade, like you guys said. And, you know, right now it's just in McCole Harmon for six year or, or a one-year deal for $6.5 Um There's a lot of overpayments here. But, you know, like, like you said, w- once Aaron Rodgers is there, they're going to be – they're going to be – are pretty good next year. So I mean, we'll have to see. But um, you know, right, right now it's, it's it's trying in the right direction for them. So, oh, and they they re-signed Solomon Thomas. i forgot, I forgot he was still in the league, the former number two overall pick. Who, three overall
0: pick.
1: A three overall pick. Yeah. Who was right
0: after Mitch Trubisky? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it. I mean, it' interesting to say the least. I mean, they did really a lot of overpaying, pretty much. I mean, and they're probably. I mean, they're going to give up a lot for sure for Aaron Rodgers, so that's going to be interesting to see. I give it probably a uh, I'll go a C minus. I mean, they did nothing on defense. The Chuck Clark, uh, uh, yeah, they don't really need to do anything. But they on don't. Defense. Their defense is loaded. the defense is elite. Yeah. It's loaded. Uh, I mean, I would have thought they would have brought in probably a big either bring in a bigger receiver or not pay so much for Alan Lazard um, and Aaron Rodgers coming in. Uh, I'll I'll say. C minus before the Aaron Rodgers trade. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm just gonna give him a C. It's right down the middle. It's a C with an incomplete next to it. Obviously, we'll we'll wait to see what happens to Aaron Rodgers. You have to remember Garrett Wilson is still in New York as well. He's gonna be the number one next year alongside guys like Hardman and Lazard. And I'm really excited to see how he takes off with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. As long as the deal gets done, but yeah, it's a C incomplete for me. We'll, we'll, we can you know we'll regroup. As that trade possibly moves towards <laughs> completion. Now we move on to the AFC North as we're gonna try to pick up the pace here a little bit. We got we got a lot of teams to get through. And uh, that took 30 <laughs> Let's start with Yikes. the Baltimore Ravens. Let's just do this one quickly. The Ravens did nothing this offseason. They nothing. Uh they assigned Nelson Aguilar. That's that's about it, guys. Uh and maybe well, they also let Calais Campbell go. They they cut him, but the most important thing they've done this year is really tick off Lamar Jackson, who of course has requested the trade from Baltimore. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Everyone around the Ravens seems to be pretty confident he's coming back. Lamar is very vocal that he is absolutely not coming back because um, they're still very apart on the the money and years aspect. But just I guess looking at this from yeah. a standstill, I, I mean, I'll start. This is a this is an F. This,
2: this is, is an F because it's an F. You you made Lamar Jackson mad, and you did absolutely nothing to surround him with talent. So that's an F.
1: Yeah, total F. Um, <laughs> I I I can't agree more. To be honest with you, I mean they bring in Nelson Aguilar that does nothing to. I've heard. To, I saw today is, they
0: are in on D Hop. They have had communications, and
1: that together. would D Hop and
3: another receiver. There's who else is on the market? I'm blanking on it. I don't
0: know There's right now. Allen Robinson.
3: No, I'll look it up.
0: That <laughs> would
1: that would do a lot though if they were able to bring in D-Hop Obviously, probably the worst receiving core. I mean, and I don't really. I I would side with the Ravens on the Lamar contract situation, but the episode's not about that. So yeah, they've they've done a lot to upset him and gave him nothing to really kind of want to come back and play for the Ravens. So yeah, it's a total F.
3: Yeah, I mean they said it. I'm not gonna repeat it.
1: Yeah, there's no need.
3: You don't piss off a top. Seven quarterback in football because that's what wins you a Super Bowl. Yep, and that's not how to win a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, Now Nelson Aguilar is simply not going to turn the tides here. Everybody, he's just not.
3: So let's. But I guess I guess I do appreciate the fact <laughs> that they were like, yeah, let's let's have some power and place a non-exclusive on him. Yeah,
1: at least if they if Lamar walks and they don't match the offer sheet, I believe they get two first-round first, picks, or they, they could trade him first. for probably more than that. Yeah, you could
0: probably
3: trade him
1: for three.
0: Three. <laughs> Plus. Well, easy. Three. Plus, here's the thing. You're going to trade it. Think about what Deshaun just went for last year, Sean Watson. Lamar is probably going to get a, you a package very similar to that. Plus, if de- depending on the team, you could be getting – like if he goes to Atlanta, you could get Desmond Ritter back. That's not awful. I'll
3: trade Jared Goff.
0: Make it happen. Yeah, the Lions don't want to mm, do that. But no. let's get into uh. the AFC North, the reigning two-time defending AFC North champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. Interesting offseason for them as well. Uh, they lost a lot of pieces. Obviously, both safeties, Jesse Bates, Von Bell. They're out the door. Not happening. They're, they're both gone in Atlanta and Carolina. But they did get Orlando Brown. They finally got a left tackle. They opened up the checkbook here. Orlando Brown is now the I believe he's the highest paid left tackle in NFL history in terms of uh average per year. No way. Um, Trent Williams. Maybe, really? Maybe. I thought I saw something. I think Trent that, like, Williams at Orlando Brown is number one in some sort of monetary thing, but they also brought in... It's got to be Trent. They re-signed Jermaine Pratt. Obviously, Sidney Jones comes in, of course, on a one-year deal. Irv Smith Jr. uh, just signed yesterday by Cincinnati. He's going to be another tight end in that room as well. Again, not a lot of space for Cincinnati. They're trying to save money for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, so... You know, a decent off season, but losing those two safeties might hurt.
2: No, it that definitely hurts. I mean, those are those are two guys that like really helped them get to the AFC Championship for the second straight year in a row. Um, but signing Orlando Brown was the number one priority for them. I mean, you got to give Joe Perot protection, and I don't know how they didn't do it last off season. But I mean, they, they finally tried got with t- Lyle Collins. It just didn't work. That is, yeah, that's true. So I mean, they finally got done with Orlando Brown. Like you said, Michael, they definitely opened up the <coughs> checkbook and. Hats off to them because uh, Mike Brown actually spent some money. So there you go. Joe Burrow gets the protection he needs. I'll give them a B just because you, you get you get a guy like Orlando Brown to be that anchor of your offensive line. So
1: yeah, I'll give him a, a B. Uh, a B plus actually because I mean they're a little limited. You've got to save your money. You save your coins for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They bring in Cody Ford from the Bills, kind of interior. Uh, offensive lineman there they re-signed Max Sharping and obviously the Orlando Brown Uh, signing is huge but they uh, besides Irv Smith who I would consider marginal at best they don't do anything to replace Hayden Hurst Mm -hmm. Um, and he kind of took over the role for CJ Uzuma who left for the Jets in free agency last year so um, in being that constricted to save money for your most elite players I'd give it a B plus.
3: Yeah, I'd go um B-2, I think. The Nick Scott signing isn't bad. They haven't re- there's no terms for it yet, it seems like. Mhm. Um but I think the signing isn't bad given Just says 3 years. How solid he was, yeah, how solid he was last year and um how they lost a top 5 safety in football. So, um I do think not making more of a push for Bates was kind of rough, I think you franchise tag him and Make something work I don't think you
0: would have played on the tag
3: But oh, No I know you got to sign him before the season Or trade him Yeah But I think Tagging would have been You could have tagged him and traded play. him Yeah Yeah But um uh, yeah. Get some capital back So you can do something Um But The Brown signing isn't bad I just hope he doesn't play left tackle Otherwise Joe Burrows gonna... I believe he's moving to right Isn't he That's That I was the whole sticking that. point Was He needed He wanted to get paid Like a top And left tackle but after last season in Kansas City, nobody wants to pay him that. Because yeah. he's a right tackle. He's a right tackle.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm giving it a B. Uh, I thought they, when you address your biggest strength, that automatically gets you high on my chart. But losing the two safeties, I just, they're very high on Daxton Hill. And, you know, they should be at a great rookie season. But, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit on how he's going to replace a guy like Jesse Bates. And losing Von Bell to Hurts. So, uh, I think they lost a little bit more. I think they got a little bit worse this off season, is what I'll say. Um and that's that. So I'll give them a B for this off season. They're still going to be really good next year uh, without a doubt. So we'll see how that happens. Now we move on to my team, of course, the Cleveland Browns, uh, who made – a lot of moves, and, and again, limited money. Obviously, the Browns are very cash-strapped in terms of the money that they can give out to free agents, but they did fill some holes here and some needs, especially on the defensive line, bringing in three defensive tackles. Dalvin Tomlinson, a four-year, $57 million contract. Mo Hurst and Tristan Hill, they got Ogbo Okoronkwo. Uh, The edge rusher, of course, from the Houston Texans and L.A. Rams. They got Deshaun Watson's former tight end, Jordan Akins a tight end. Juan Thornhill comes over for Kansas City. He's going to be their new free safety. And, of course, the big trade. They trade their second-round pick for Elijah Moore and a third I'll start, I guess, here. To me, this is an A off season for them. Uh they didn't have a lot of money. They don't have any picks. Um, so they had to get better in some way or, or another. But I think that they filled some holes nicely. They didn't overpay really for anybody, maybe a little bit for Dalvin Tomlinson, but other than that, he's gonna fill a big hole for them. And they also kept some of their own just as much as any other team did. So oh and by the way, Josh Dobbs coming back to be the backup is an awesome move for them. Uh, very under the radar. So a off season for me from the Browns, but what do you guys
2: get? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll give him a B plus. I mean, like you yeah. said, I mean, you got the Deshaun Watson contract and you yeah. don't have any picks. So there's really nothing, not really a lot the Browns could have done. I mean, Dalvin Thomas, I think that's a solid signing. You know, a guy that's really going to help them on that D-line as long as Miles Garrett. So Elijah Moore, though, I was a little puzzled by that. I mean, mm-hmm. you give up a – I know you got a third-rounder third back. But, I mean, he has a lot of upside. There's a
0: lot of—it's it's unproven. I think it's
2: a little risky. Um, I mean, you give up a second-rounder for a guy like that. I mean, he has a lot of upside, but didn't really do a whole lot in New York. I mean, both uh, his two seasons there with the Jets had 500 yards receiving. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does there when he plays alongside Amari Cooper. So interesting to see how that works yeah. out. But I like the Browns offseason. I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, adding Elijah Moore to that uh, receiving core that includes uh, in David Njoku, who I think is probably one of the most underrated tight ends in the NFL, that, that's huge. I mean, yeah, Elijah Moore, the productivity in New York wasn't huge, but I think he can kind of uh, – the also the quarterback play in New York wasn't really the best yeah. either. So uh, he's playing with an elite quarterback now who obviously kind of <laughs> constricts the team with the outlier contract that he was given. But, yeah, the reconstructing the D-line is huge. Um, and then the Josh Dobbs signing is big you know letting Jacoby Brissett walk to the commanders so obviously in the market for a backup and Josh Dobbs kind of proved his he kind of held his own as a starter Mm -hmm. there for the last few weeks for the Titans so pretty good signing there so yeah I'll give it a B plus
3: um I'd be (laughs) sorry no it's good I'm gonna go B minus I liked it it was pretty solid um The Dalvin Tomlinson signing was probably my favorite move they Mm -hmm. made all offseason. I think the Elijah Moore trade was a little bit of an overpay, even though they got a third back. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, a fourth or fifth would have been better suited for someone with... Like, I I understand he's got a high ceiling. He definitely does, but... They're banking on the fact that... There's zero... There's zero, like, movement from the floor he entered the NFL with. They're just
0: banking on the fact that with a quarterback upgrade, he's going to take off, because he hasn't played with an NFL quarterback yet in his career. Yeah, so. so
3: it'll be it'll be interesting but the Dovin thompson thing the daven yeah. thompson signing is really good thornhill was also mm-hmm. not a bad I signing love Thor- i love i love thornhill for that i saw it in mm-hmm. the back um the chiefs really are going to miss him but um yeah, overall solid offseason.
0: Now we move on to the final team here in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers who again oh,
3: shoot. they hired Jim Schwartz too.
0: Yes, the Browns hired he's the new defensive coordinator and uh Bubba Ventrone is coming over from Indianapolis to be the special teams coordinator, one of the best special teams coordinators in the league. But that's the Browns. Steelers on the other hand, they again another team in this division who just didn't do much. This is a lot this is a very cash strapped division. Um they really just kept a lot of their own Larry Ogunjobi, he's back. Uh, they got guys like Patrick Peterson. He's back, or he's not back, but he's in on a two-year deal. Don't love that move for them. Cam Sutton left in free agency. Obviously, he's a Detroit Lion now. Uh, woo. Love it. This is love a C-minus offseason for me right now. If I'm the, if I'm the Steelers, um, Kenny Pickett is, you you're they're putting a lot on Kenny Pickett. Obviously, Matt Canada is still there in Pittsburgh, but there's nothing on this that really screams to me that you got any better this offseason from a roster that was... Uh, for it's it's the worst roster in this division right now, and they need to find a way to win games.
2: Yeah, I mean losing Cam Sutton. I mean that, that that was a guy that was kind of an anchoring or secondary, and now you signed Larry oh, Ogunjobi right? he, I mean re Larry Ogando. a solid player. Other than that, like you said, they just there's they're, they're cash strapped. You know, sign Patrick Peterson. What does that really do? I mean, yeah, they're just they're kind of they're just kind of ha- have their hands tied behind their back right now. They just don't have a lot of cap space, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with in the draft but yeah I mean right now it's I don't know I I go I go see they just didn't really do a whole lot so
1: yeah I'll give him a C minus I think the Cole Holcomb signing is probably the best signing that they made this offseason yeah that's bring him in three years 18 million Uh, he's been playing pretty well for the commanders the last couple seasons so that's a huge signing for them don't really do a lot on offense except for Bringing in, uh, re-signing tight end Zach Gentry. So you know they're kind doesn't of doesn't play. No, not at all. <laughs> so they're kind of still riding with George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, which is a pretty marginal receiving group, if you would ask me. The Larry Ogunjobi signing is it is what it is, and as far as I know, they're still in the market for Taylor Lewan, perhaps, and he would be mm-hmm. huge on the offensive line if he's healthy. So yeah, C minus.
3: Um, I'm going to go C. It looks like they just signed Keanu Neal too. Hmm. Like. Two minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> while Jay was talking. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna up bump it from a C minus to a C, cause Keanu Neal is a pretty solid safety. Do not like overpaying for Patrick Peterson, seven million dollars a year for a guy who was. He's washed. on the back nine. Past is prime, for sure. 100%. Back three. One hundred percent. He was at his peak. He was the best corner in the NFL. But oh yeah. But. Not that anymore. He can definitely teach the young guys a little. Hopefully they tra- draft one. Um, That's I could the see, plan. I Joey, I could see them. Joey Porter makes and so much Christian sense. Christian Gonzalez won't fall out of the top ten most likely, yeah. but um, Joey Porter would be solid in-state guy ending up in Pittsburgh. Cole Holcomb mm-hmm. was definitely the best signing they made, though. Yeah,
0: see well, yeah, I, I already went I said C minus for the Steelers. So that's gonna wrap up the AFC North. We now move on to the AFC South. Oh the Texans are up first here and they were busy. I I, I can't lie, I kinda like what the Texans that's did this offseason. It's not bad. I'm not solid. gonna I'm not gonna read off all of these names, obviously, because oh. it, it's a lot. Uh Larry Metunsell re-signing in Houston, a big time deal there at left tackle three years, seventy-five million. $50 million guaranteed to Laramie Tunsell. Brought in Dalton Schultz from Dallas, of course, lost Brandon Cooks. They traded him to Dallas. Um, Robert Woods comes in. Noah Brown comes in, again, from Dallas. Uh, Case Keenum is now in town Devin Singletary Gray, as you touched on uh, Just a few minutes ago guys Got guys like Shaq Mason, he's back They got Chase Winovich, Sheldon Rankins That's a big signing for them on the defensive line A few linebackers, a trio of those And Jimmy Ward at Jimmy safety Ward. And they have the number two Overall pick in the draft So, for me honestly, I'm going to give them an A- minus With room to maybe move it up Because I want to see what they do in the draft but an A minus, solid offseason for the Texans. Plus D'Amico, Ryan's love that hire. So. Yeah,
3: um, A probably mm-hmm. with definitely room to go to an A yeah. plus, which is kind of crazy. Um, bring up a veteran, two veterans in the backfield. Mike Boone is a solid backup, mm-hmm. and Singletary can be a two running back if they end up drafting one, which is what it seems like. Um, the Noah Brown signing was solid. Robert Woods is. A little bit of an overpay, but given the receiver market, I mean, it makes a little bit more sense that he makes $7 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dalton Schultz signing was really good. And then shoring up the O-line, keeping Tunsil, adding Mason. Sheldon Rankins was a really good signing. It's taken him from the Jets. And then, yeah, Jimmy Ward. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Ward's going to be really good. I'm excited to see D'Amico Ryans with this defense. They made good coordinator hires too, like, this it's so
0: is, clear how many players want to go play th- this, for that. Guy. It's
3: wild. This is this is gonna be a really solid team year one if Ryan's is a good coach. As so long as they Bryce could Young's win good. five six games now with the, the rookie quarterbacks, good too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this is easily the the biggest offseason that Nick Casario's had. There is the GM of the Texans, you know, doing so much. I love the Jimmy Ward signing, especially bringing in D'Amico Ryan's as the head coach. You know, shoring up the offensive line with Laramie Tunsil, like you said. Um, That's huge. And I love the Dalton Schultz signing because, I mean, they brought in O.J. Howard last year. And with the marginal quarterback play, you can't really expect much from, like, O.J. Howard and Brandon Cooks for your receiving core. So I love that. And bringing in Singletary along with Damian Pierce, I think that's a pretty good one-two punch at running back too. So, yeah, definitely uh, an A. And I think they're probably going to end up, if it was me, they're gonna end up with Bryce Young. I think CJ Stroud is better. Um so end up with either Stroud's Bri- gonna go one. I, I end up with yeah. either Bryce Young or C J Stroud. So yeah, it's an A with room mm-hmm. to improve to an A minus. It's huge. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. It's definitely an A. Um I, I really like the Shaq Mason signing. Uh this is kind of a low risk, high reward type of you know, type of trade. I mean, yeah. this is still a guy that's pretty solid at, at at his position at uh at left guard. So I like that signing to improve that offensive line. Obviously you, re- you sign Laramie Tunsels, who is like Gave me that anchor there for years, so I like give them an A. I, I like all, almost all the moves here. Or like as many said, Robert Woods. I think that was a little bit of an overpay, but other than that, solid offseason for them. And you have the number one pick. Your quarterback of the future, and you have a bunch of other picks. So, yeah, I like it. So,
0: yeah, I, I'm going to move it up to an A. I'll give them an A. I was trying to leave some room for improvement, but, you know, we'll yes. see what they do in the draft. Obviously, there's an A plus range. They could go
3: down in the draft. They
0: could, too. They could get worse, but uh, I, you're right. I mean, it's a home run of an offseason. When you have that much money, you just, you simply <laughs> cannot sit on it. Um, they went out. They did it. And again, as I said, it's, Nice to see this type of energy in this Texans organization with the amount of players that just want to come play for D'Amico Ryans. It, it seems to be infectious, and I, I'm excited with how they're going, of course, in their rebuild. Now we move on to a, a team. I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. This is the most confusing team potentially in the NFL. Um, no idea what they're doing. Uh, they have the number four pick, obviously, in the NFL draft. Likely going to take a quarterback unless they're going to go after Lamar Jackson, which is possible. But this offseason, they really didn't do much. They they signed a kicker. Matt big, Gay. That's their biggest signing. Four years, twenty two <laughs> and a half million uh, bro, to be the new kicker. Six million
3: dollars uh, a year for well, a kicker. Okay, I'm sorry. The
0: the biggest move the Colts made this offseason: Gardner Minshew, fully guaranteed one year deal. Um yes. Right now, the the he's the starting quarterback in Indianapolis. Uh, it would be Gardner Minshew. Isaiah McKenzie's there as well. Taven Bryan. Uh, Samson, Samson Ebukam. Uh, it's just a whole lot of met. It's really, met. Really it's, it's it is. I'm going to give it a a solid D plus, but Whoa. with room to grow. Depending on obviously what they do in the draft, I, go, I need to see who they pick. That's I'll go D
2: plus as well. They just they just didn't. <laughs> do they didn't really do anything. But you got the you got the number four overall pick yeah, coming up. Exactly, if you hit a home run on the on those. Picks, you could
0: easily get into a, a, a B or, a or B. an A, even an A. So Chris,
2: Chris Ballard and company just they just didn't really want to do a whole lot. And I mean, this is a team that hasn't been good for the last two years. So I mean it was a whole lot of meh i don't know we'll see but Matt gaze your your biggest signing and samson ebukam kicker stand up. um we'll see what they do in the, in the in the draft that's that's the calling card for colts it's, fans yeah, right now a, so this is
3: definitely an f the ghost of colts past caught up to them <laughs> the ghost of uh, colts um, past <laughs> especially with the dead cap that they're just sitting with now that matt Ryan's just off the team like it's they, they have on no Gilmore money too. and it's pretty clearly that, clear that they have no money cuz this is a pretty bad football team. Mm-hmm. And for your best signing to be Matt Gay, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a really who's, good kicker. Who's paying but, nearly $6 million a year for a kicker? You could have gotten David Long for I that. I think
0: Baltimore is the only one doing that. You could have. Uh, I mean, I'm Justin sorry, that's Tucker is No, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's Tuck not.
3: Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, bad. <laughs> the the head coach hire Shane Steichen like I I really like that. I'm yeah. so unmoved by that. Honestly, I, think I it's, I'm more with
0: you. I'm not. It's it's an F. I will. Okay, I'm
3: not. I'm not saying Shane Steichen was an F.
0: I I just you're right. It kind of doesn't move me as much as other hires might have, especially a first year hire in that position.
3: is offensive coordinator like it's a we weird team, man. What it's a we weird doing? team.
1: And I've always really, it's <laughs> it's kind of upsetting because I wouldn't say I'm a Colts fan, but I really. I've the, always liked in the, Colts. in the in the previous years. I love the way that Chris Ballard runs his team. You know, he, especially like at the quarterback position, he brings in the veteran. He drafts a young guy. I thought that was going to be kind of. What happened with Philip Rivers and Jacob Eason, and then it just didn't materialize. But, you know, it is what it is, and hey, it's pretty clear that he doesn't know what he's doing right now with his team. You know, I mean, it's probably a lot of Jim Ursay's oh, kind of no, in his it's, ear, it's almost all telling Thursday, him I'm to sure. do whatever yeah. he wants. So, unfortunately, Chris Ballard's kind of become Jim Ursay's puppet, and that was pretty evident with the Jeff Saturday hires, the interim. But bringing in Isaiah McKenzie, <laughs> that's kind of like kind of him and michael pittman that that's okay i mean they're it would assume quarterback at number four uh the cardinals obviously aren't taking a quarterback at number three so they're probably going to end up with uh will levis anthony richardson based on perhaps how he did at the combine pro day um so yeah it's ah man i think i said c but i might go c minus so
0: that's seems generous Uh. Yeah, I'm sticking with the D-plus there for the Colts as well. Um, go get Lamar Jackson. It's probably an eight, guys, but we'll, we'll see what the Why? Colts do. Um, now Ooh. we move on to the team who spent a lot of money last offseason, so they they kind of toned it down just a little bit uh, this offseason. The Jacksonville Jaguars, um, again, not a lot. A lot of keeping their own. Just kinda of re signing some guys. CJ Bethard's back. Of course he's still gonna back up Trevor Lawrence. Dearness Johnson comes over from the Browns on a one year deal. It'll be him and Travis Etienne in the backfield. I like that a lot. Uh the franchise tag to Evan Ingram. Again, not a lot done for Jacksonville this off season. So for me, for that, it's a C. Uh it's it's average, it's right down the middle. Um, but like yeah.
2: it's fine. This is gonna be a good team. This is a C plus. I mean, you just didn't really do a whole lot. You resign Evan Ingram, who you know showed some improvements last Finally. year. Finally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, a guy that wasn't didn't work really work out with the Giants. Kind of showed what he could do with with the Jaguars, and then Roy Robertson Harris. I actually really like that re-signing. He he's a very solid guy for them in the trenches there um, on the D line. Other than that, it's a C. Um, I, I thought they could have done more just because they're an up-and-coming team, but yeah, C plus C plus. So
1: yeah, I'll go. Uh... I'll, I'll go on the B line for. Um, I, I like bringing back Evan Ingram. He showed what he can do last year. You know, he's a great signing and gave him the tag. But I'll go along the B line because it shows that they're really kind of rounding in the form and knows they know what they're doing with their organization. It shows that they're they're already kind of cap constricted with Christian Kirk coming in, a couple other signings. But it shows that the plan for the future. They're saving their money for a Trevor Lawrence extension. So uh, I'll give. This is the foundation of building what's going to be there for the next 10 years. So I'll go with a B.
3: Um, I'm gonna go C minus. I yeah. just it's unmoved.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, I
3: I think their biggest move of the off season was actually in season when they traded for Calvin Ridley. Um, it's going to work number zero, it by was, the way. it was a move that is technically an offseason yeah. move because you're making it for the next season.
0: It's going to look so cool, by the way, him in number zero. It's
3: going to be insane. But I do think they are saving a little bit of money because I know they're going to have to end up extending him. If he plays, like, 80% of the player he was in Atlanta, he's going to be wide receiver one no matter what. Well, yeah, and line. let's
0: remember that Trevor Lawrence is yeah. extension eligible this off-season. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is exactly. throwing
3: him the football, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, with those two, they're really just playing in way. They brought the exact same staff back. Like they're they're just they're gonna win. They're they, moving for next off season. They
0: should one hundred percent win the South this next year. Um, if it, they don't, it's it's a disappointment. They're in a division with four rebuilding like, teams. This is this is. I mean, here's the thing: the Texans might finish oh, second because the Colts, as far as I know, they're finishing last. We've already talked about that. And then talk about being unmoved by an offseason. This Tennessee Titans offseason. <laughs> I I
2: I mean they're shopping Derrick Henry. That's that's they're the shopping thing. Derrick they're
0: Henry, shopping Henry for Derrick one. Henry. They're uh, cut okay, Taylor yeah, Hill. fine. They signed they Arden Key. Like, solid, this team is wraps. Call it solid. wow, I cannot speak. Solid signing in Arden Key, of course. Um Sean Murphy bunting. I like that as well. A little bit of a slot corner action there for Tennessee. Uh Nick Westbrook akine yeah. So uh, they're not heading the right The guy direction. who was supposed to be replacing so H.A. Brown. Uh, obviously, Robert Woods got let go. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm unmoved. I, this, is on, a, this is I a, this is, I like Arden Key and Sean Murphy bunting enough Murphy to Bundling give them, I'll give them a D minus. They're not F. Um, <laughs>
3: this is an F material.
0: <laughs> I've only given one F he out and that. I've only actually given out, I've given out two A's and one F so far. This is not an F. But it, it's a D minus for me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to D two. I just I don't know I don't know what the the tight. I think this, the Titans are just a team that they won't commit to the rebuild. They had their mo- they had yeah. their they got the number one seed. You lose the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Now you're dealing with the ramifications of paying Ryan Tannehill, paying Derrick Henry, um, some mm-hmm. other guys up there. I mean, they're they got a lot of moves. They got a lot of big decisions to make over the next couple of years. So. I gotta Malik
1: a D, Willis works. So. Yeah, this is D, and Malik Willis is not going to work, so they've got a odd situation <laughs> yeah, there. The Malik he,
3: Willis hate is wild.
1: He's not gonna work. Ryan Tannehill is phasing his way out. I think he just turned like thirty-five, so you know he doesn't really have a lot of good years left in him. They let Lawan walk, which for good reason. I mean, they're obviously that lays the grounds of taking either Peter Skronsky or Paris Johnson in the draft. Um it, Luan, he's had two ACLs in three years, so let him walk. Mm-hmm. I think they owed him fifteen million, whatever it was. So that's smart, mm-hmm. but they didn't do anything freeing with freeing up that cap space besides the Arden Key and maybe Sha- Sean Murphy Bunting, you know, they didn't bring in another wide receiver after letting Robert Woods walk, so yeah, this is a C minus. This is pretty pretty bad.
3: Yeah, not a fan. D plus Hey, Great, um, you're really giving
1: out some high scores here. You think so? Yeah, you I mean, just, I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm trying to be because I know that I'm not an NFL GM. So I'm I mean, trying, it's fair. I'm trying to be very realistic and very fair as to maybe there's a, an underlying plan here. But a lot of these off seasons, quite frankly, do suck. And a lot of them don't this make is, sense. True. A this lot of true. them don't make sense, to be honest with you. Like, the Colts is, but what are they doing? Like
3: Your whole point with that I'm not an NFL GM, that's where I'm going to apply to this team because they just hired a new one. Yep. They yes. hired Rand yes. Carson to be their GM, and I think – He's making the moves to set them up for a rebuild. I don't think he's willing to get rid of Tannehill's contract this year because it's just too expensive. He's in the last year uh, of his four-year, like hundred million to eat dollar it. year. And there's no, that. there's no reason to not like yeah. let him eat it. He's a solid quarterback. He can play a season if you need him to. And, yeah. If you draft a rookie, he can teach him. Like you're right, Malik Willis. No, no He's not know. Brian Tannehill's not the quarterback To teach Malik Willis So When last
0: season They went to Josh Dobbs Late in the year Instead of Malik Willis I think yeah, that, that told you All you well, needed to know after that a, He started
3: yeah. one game what was it A Thursday night game or Yeah I, He started he, one game He was game. like 3 for 18 I think he, I, I think like, they bro, were playing the Chiefs bro, He but couldn't throw the yeah. ball Yeah
0: No he started is. that Sunday night Chiefs game You're yes, right Yeah oh, oh, Yeah. Didn't they win that game No They almost won that game
1: Yeah But yeah The shot Laying the foundation for the rebuild, you know, he's shopping yeah. Derrick Henry, and, you know, it, I don't know, it's, it's it sucked. Arden
3: Key and Bro- Murphy, Bunting aren't bad. They save it. They right save right? it. Yeah. And I,
0: I like the, uh, the linebacker signing as well. Yes. As he's, uh, uh I'll show yeah. uh, That's a really good sign for them as well. But I'm making an executive decision here. This is, this is going to be, we're <laughs> going to end with the AFC today. Uh, <laughs> we'll move to the NFC
2: we'll be here next week. If we
1: get
0: yeah, I, I week. probably underestimated how long this is going to take. And I'm having a good time with it, and I want to make sure that we give you know the NFC their you <laughs> know their time. So we'll table that for next year. Maybe we'll push the draft just a little bit farther. Our apologies. We're, we're going to get to the draft, I promise. But let's finish with the AFC West here on this episode, starting with the Denver Broncos, who finished last place last season. They were busy this offseason as well, but also at the same time, not really. Uh, Not really. They go out and get Jarrett Stidham, two-year contract. He's going to back up Russell Wilson now. P. Ryan's back in that running back room uh, along with Javante Williams. Uh, they got Mark, Marquez Calloway to be a wide receiver. Mike McGlinchey, obviously the big signing uh, there at left tackle, five years, $87.5 and and million. Dollars. Alex Singleton at linebacker, love that signing, coming over from Philadelphia but mainly, the big thing they did this offseason was the brand new coaching staff headed yes. by Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. <laughs> um, this is going to be a team that definitely has to improve um, in this AFC West that is an absolute gauntlet, except for probably the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you got to find a way into the playoffs. Like, plain and simple, they have no other choice um, with how much they gave up for Russell Wilson. I'm going to give them a. I'm going to give them a B plus. I think uh, I'll give them that because I think Sean Payton is that good. I thought that was a really good hire for them. But this offseason is not great. Mike McGlinchey really good. Um, Jarrett Stidham is a backup. Fine. Um, I like Alex Singleton a lot at linebacker. But um, other than that, it, it's a nice B-plus for me. I might be being a little bit generous, might be more in the B area, but I like Sean Payton that much. I think it's a B-plus offseason.
3: I'm going to go A-minus, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I I like Sean Payton a ton. He's honestly one of my favorite coaches, if not my favorite, so I'm a little bit more biased. But um, I really like Sean Payton, and I think bringing, somehow they managed to bring Vance Joseph back to that city after How they he ran, wanted after, to do uh, it. Yeah, they, they ran that they man ran him out, out they of town. They literally ran him out. So um, the fact that he decided to come back is crazy. Um, Joe Lombardi is he's Sean Payton's guy. He was Sean Payton's guy in New Orleans, and that's all this hire is. Is I need someone I can trust. Um, the powers and McGlinchey signings are really good, and I think mm-hmm. that'll go a long way in helping Wilson feel more secure in the pocket for sure. I liked the Zach Allen signing too. I think it was a little bit of an overpay. He was more in like the $12 million range, but I'm not really sweating over it. It was a solid offseason though. And if they get they get some decent capital for Sutton or Judy, I think... That was the other thing I was going to add, is they're
0: shopping both those guys.
3: And I'm, I can't include that right now, but if they get decent capital, this could get bumped up to an A with a solid draft. Yeah, I mean, I'll,
0: I'll say this, I don't think... they Ju- just don't, picks. I don't think Judy's going this offseason. The price tag on Jerry Judy is way too a high. One? A it's one out, is crazy. It's outrageously high for Jerry Judy. How much are um, they asking? A one. A one, at least. Really? A one plus a player is what they're asking for. Yeah. I, the, I know no the, the Browns were in on Jerry Judy, like, big time before they pivoted to Elijah Moore, but I think Col- Cortland Sutton is definitely a, a possibility to be flipped. I think his price tag's a little bit cheaper, but I wouldn't like giving up either one of those guys. If I'm being honest, but uh, what do you, what do you guys got for Denver?
2: Um, I, I got a B. Like uh, like like you said, Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the league. Um, absolutely love that hiring from the mm-hmm. beginning. But you know, Mike McGlinchey, very good tackle. Yeah. That, that's a lot of money, but like to pay for. Plus, a, are, a, are they moving him tackle? to the left side? I think uh, so.
1: I don't know because I think well, so they, they, have, they
2: Garrett have Garrett Bowles. Bowles. No, yeah. have Garrett still Bowles. There. So no, okay. so McGlitchy will simply outright. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. And Ben Powers. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good offensive line now. Barring you know, if everyone's healthy and Zach Allen, like when he said, that's kind of an overpayment, but I'll, I'll work with it. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Singleton, like you said, Michael, I like that signing a lot. I think he's as a very good finding at the linebacker position. So overall. It's just gonna. It's just gonna be. If if Russell Wilson is better, then this team is going to be better. So Probably overall, simple. solid yep. off season. I'll I'll, I'll I'll give him a B.
1: Yeah, I think Sean Payton's really gonna. Uh, I I'll, I'll go A minus. I love the Sean Payton hire, and he's gonna kind of be Russell Wilson's guy. Russell Wilson's coach. You know, Pete Carroll is more of a defensive guy, and. Um, Seattle. So I think Russell Wilson, this is the first time that he's going to have a real offensive head coach. Nathaniel Hackett was obviously a flop last year. Um, I love the McGlinchey signing, bringing him in with Garrett Bowles. You have two borderline elite tackles on the left and right side, bringing back Smudge. AP Ryan's huge. Um, and, yeah, a lot of other good signings. I wouldn't say great. You know, Marcus Callaway coming over from the Saints. That's big. You know, with Judy and Sutton, we're not really sure of their statuses right now. But, yeah, I'll go uh, A- minus purely because of the Sean Payton hire.
0: Yeah, looks like we're all on the same page there as now we move on to the defending Super Bowl champions and the class of this division, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who, look, they're in a very similar position to teams we talked about, kind of like Buffalo, kind of like Cincinnati. They're more getting kind of taken from rather than adding on. Uh, obviously, they lost guys like Juan Thornhill, Michael Hardman, Orlando Brown. All those guys are gone. Um, they bought... You know, the Chiefs did okay in replacing those guys, obviously going out getting Jawan Taylor on day one, literally like an hour in, they signed him to be their new left tackle, knowing that they weren't going to be able to afford Orlando Brown Uh, comes over from Jacksonville. The only thing on him is, of course, he's going to be moving from right to left, um, which he has not done before yet. Um, That's a definitely a a difficult transition for a young player to make on the O-line. Um, but other than that, it was just a lot of really re-signing their own. Uh, Derek Notties back on the defensive line. They got Drew Tranquil to come over. Of course, he was from the Chargers. Mike Edwards is in the secondary. He's probably going to be replacing Juan Thornhill. Um, but other than that, nothing really all that crazy for the Chiefs. They're still going to be a really good team. They're going to be the favorites to win this division next year. They lost Juju too, um, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, they're they're going to be really good. But
2: yeah, I'll give them a B just because. You know, you replace Orlando Brown, they could have easily just said, you know, we're gonna save this money and go spend elsewhere. No, they want, they said no, we're gonna we're gonna give Patrick Mahomes more protection by replacing Orlando Brown with Juwan Taylor, who's arguably probably just as good as Orlando Brown. You'd hope um, so. Yeah, you'd hope so. And I was pretty surprised the Jaguars didn't re sign him because, you know, Trevor Lawrence needs that needs that offensive line and said the Chiefs went out and gave him the bag. So overall that's a B. Just didn't really do much besides that Mike Mike Edwards, I think will be a decent safety for them um, in the secondary. So overall, a that, that decent off season. That's a B. Like you just you can't really do much when you have a five hundred million dollar quarterback. So yeah,
1: I'll go. I'll be generous with this and go C plus. They let huh? Frank Clark walk. That that's true. That's huge. They let yeah, Frank Clark walk that. and kind of bring in Charles Omenhu and Tashawn Wharton. Um, which are not huge signings. So they let Frank Clark walk. They, they The Juwan Taylor signing is good. They knew that they weren't going to be able mm. to afford Orlando Brown. Um, and then, yeah, basically a whole lot of nothing besides Drew Tranquil. So, um, yeah, C, um, you know, the offense is still obviously, like you said, favorites to win the division. But doing nothing to replace Frank Clark really stands out as a – it kind of sticks out like a, a sore thumb in my book. So, I mean, he, he's a, he's huge, and they did nothing to bring him back. So. Um, I'm gonna go C
3: minus, and I think promoting Matt Nagy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt Nagy, uh, no, oh, I should have given him a C minus. Well, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <didn't even. laughs> I, I didn't even.
0: I didn't even. I forgot even to mention that they yeah,
3: he got trauma from that.
0: I forgot <laughs> to even mention they lost Eric Bieniemy. Like he's gone. he's, yes. he's, he's yeah, Washington's gone, now, which might be their biggest loss of yes. all of the guys that they lost.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think not. Shoring and then
0: replaced up... him with Matt Nagy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think not shoring up the receiving core is a sign that they're going to draft at least. Two. I mean, who
0: do they got right now? They got like Kelsey, but you got at receiver Sky, Sky Moore. Moore. Tadarius Tony,
3: party. Uh,
2: that,
3: that well, they'll, 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 they're gonna Marquez draft Valdez They're gonna start. draft Hold someone. On. Yes, they
2: will. And, oh, and, they and he'll too. be like the number one receiver by week thirteen. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's how it goes over if there. JSM Jordan Addison, you are a Kansas City Chief. Oh. No, he'll he'll be gone.
1: He'll by be then. gone by then. Him and <laughs> Jackson, Quentin Jackson. John, no, dude. If Jackson, if Jackson Smith and Jigba goes drops, to the
0: Chiefs, I'm I'm done, no, dude.
1: I think he's the I, be, Jackson, he's still
0: the best receiver in this draft. All three of Kip them drop. are
1: gone. Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, and Jigba are all gone by the Chiefs. They're all gone, but
0: I'm seeing stuff in J- uh, Smith and Jogan might fall into round two just because of the injury concerns and the height
1: thing. Um, he he is small. He is small. He's still the best receiver. He's Yeah, he's the best. A, the
3: lack of receivers. Jawan Taylor, eh, like yeah. okay, replacement for Orlando Brown. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all you do And again, he's moving from he's right to left pull, tackle. He's which, gonna play the left side. So exactly. Be interesting. It's different. Um, Ameda, who is another Frank Clark move they traded for. Was it Frank Clark or Chris Jones all those years ago? Frank Clark. Yeah. From so, San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just going and that that San Francisco to or Kansas City connection is remember. weird, but it's strong. Ever since they traded Alex Smith there, there's just been a shipment of players back and forth.
0: Yeah. Um Actually I was thinking I don't think Alex Smith No, I was thinking they traded D Ford to the Niners. They got Frank Clark from Seattle. Yeah, yeah. he was that's what Frank it was. Clark was Seattle. Yeah, my 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 mess up there.
3: But um Losing Thornhill was probably the biggest loss defensively. I mm-hmm. think Amanda will be fine. But, again, ultimately not moved until the draft. But that's when Brett Veach seems to do his magic. So I'll
0: give him a C. Yeah. It, it's same as the Jaguars. I mean, when you re-sign some of your own, that's enough. It, it's enough to keep you. It's an average offseason. But you, nothing that really moves. But, again, you don't. you're good enough that you don't really need to make a lot of moves. Two teams to go here in the AFC West. We'll get into the Las Vegas Raiders now, which this sheet is long. I have been scrolling for a little while. Um, this is another weird team. Um, I, look, I don't know what they're doing. It's no, this there. is a volume it's, over This I'm is New Coast England West. Thing, this though. is New England West. I mean, this you can't even explain this at this point, how eerie it is. Uh, obviously, of course, the headline signing, Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, 72 and three quarters million dollar deal um he's gonna be the new quarterback for vegas this next year obviously with Derek carr out the door they gave the franchise tag to josh jacobs but just listen to some like tell me this doesn't sound like the patriots austin hooper at tight end oj howard at tight end so now another two-headed monster at tight end obviously Darren waller traded to the giants uh keelan cole who didn't he play for the patriots at one point Mm -hmm. he did yeah Uh, Philip Dorsett, I believe he played for the Patriots. And Jacoby Myers, who also played for the Patriots. Um, Very interesting, to say the least. Jerry Tillery on the defensive line, obviously former first-round pick. Uh, Robert Spillane comes over from Pittsburgh. They got Marcus Epps, too. I uh, don't
2: hate that signing for them. I like the Duke Shelley signing. Yeah, Duke, Duke Shelley, very improved. And Tracquan Johnson, very improved, uh, Johnson, I like very both improved those. corner from the Vikings uh, last year. Yeah, so Duke Shelley was a good signing. They're gonna. I mean, they they,
0: they did a lot of things. The, they they all, they big allocated big money big. in a lot of different directions. But obviously, this is going to come down to Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo. This is his opportunity. We know that Josh McDaniels thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be Tom Brady's replacement. We all thought it. We all know that he liked him. This is his opportunity to prove that he was right, and he is- finally gets He finally gets Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback, throwing to all of these former New England wide receivers and two tight ends and whatnot. I, look, we're going to see how this is going to go, um, but I mean, this is the worst roster probably in this division. Um, they're definitely a step behind the other three, just in terms of the quarterback position, uh, plain and simple, but I, just, I it's, don't
3: know. It's, it's kind of clear that the head coach and GM both thought that the players were the problem and not that yeah. they were the problem because they didn't make any changes on the coaching staff None. for a team that should have made changes at absolutely defensively, if not offensively, because yeah. they couldn't move the ball at times. Um, Garoppolo, ick. Like you're a, out on Jimmy. That's G? a football ick for me. By the
0: way, I have a I have a grievance with the Raiders. Why is the Tuck roll hung up in your team's facility?
2: Why? That I mean, I th- I think it's just because I saw of, that video. and I was mean, just they shaking they, my head. That that but is kind of weird. It's like the worst it moment really in your weird.
0: franchise's history because you got absolutely hosed, and yet you're like you have it like.
3: Memorialized
2: in your facility. Um, oh, that's just I'm a sorry, It's thing. just weird to that's, me. That's but just what the Raiders do.
3: Amir <laughs> <It> Abdullah. <laughs> <is. laughs> Josh Jacobs' non-exclusive was interesting. It seems like they want to take a chance on him, but not a significant chance still, even after he led the league in rushing yards. <laughs> I know, And they're like, here's the franchise. Statistical now, look, anomaly.
0: It's an incredibly expensive tag. Yeah. Like, he's making a ton of money, yeah. but he doesn't have that long-term security.
3: The Myers deal was just Josh McDaniels bringing New England over. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 a lot of volume, but not a lot of quality. I don't think this is uh, going to go anywhere along <laughs> Yeah, crazy. So I'd I'd go C plus B minus if you're feeling generous.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go probably C. Um, hey, Jacoby Myers, that they, they signed him because uh, they helped help <laughs> get he a, win him last a win. He gave him a win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a decent signing. Dollars for a win. Crazy. I'm. I'm. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner, but he also had a loaded team with him in the Niners. And he yep. does not have. As I mean, look, here. we're
0: forgetting. I mean, this team's got Devonte Adams on. Exactly, it. they have yes. Hunter Renfro still. There's a lot of weapons for Jimmy G. You talk about the guys that he's bringing in. Obviously, we have got to see no, where, Devontae, where Devontae Adams' head is at. Obviously, he's got to be sitting there saying, "What did I do?" Um, but like, yeah. I mean, this is they got some talent still on defense too. Yeah, like, I... it's not going to be a rollover team, but I. To me, this is going to be a Raiders roster that doesn't go one way or the other. You're not going to see them as a playoff team. You're not going to see them as a crappy team. They're going to be like an 8-9, 7-10 type team. Maybe 9-8, and eight, maybe, but like. They're gonna be just okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's what Josh McDaniels is, is capable of. I don't know if he's necessarily an elite coach. He's an offensive coordinator by trade. I wouldn't necessarily say head coach. And you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has had probably the easiest NFL career out of any quarterback that I can probably imagine. He gets to back up Tom Brady. He gets to back up Tom Brady and then gets he's gifted with Kyle Shanahan being his head coach and blessed with all of these elite weapons around him and San Francisco for however many years he was there making $25-30 a year each season. He's had the easiest career out of any NFL starting, preeminent starting quarterback that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how he can play with Josh Jacobs. I don't necessarily like the tag on him. I think they give him the deal um, and, yeah, Devontae's kind of sitting there shaking his head like, what did he do? Um, and Jacoby Myers, that, that's big. You know, we forget that they have Devontae. They have Hunter Renfro. They've got good pieces on defense. Okay. I like Chandler Jones. I like Nate Hobbs at corner. Um, the coaching staff, is it is what it is, and I think that needs to change if they really want to go anywhere. But I think they're in a, a, an okay position, mm-hmm. um, not a, a great position. Marcus Epps, that's a good signing too. Yeah. I scrolled down to the bottom and saw that. So. An okay position, not a great position, definitely lacking behind the talent that is in the AFC West. So I'll go C. I'll
0: give them a B minus for effort. Um
1: It was a lot of effort. Like a lot of guys here. You're
0: you're at least a C because you, you know, you tried, and I think they did get some pieces here that I do like. It's it's not a ton. I want to see how they do in the draft, how they do the rest of this offseason. It's a B minus for me. Now we move on to the final team that we're gonna grade here today. With our red markers, the Los Angeles Chargers, who are of course coming off of that postseason collapse in Jacksonville. Um, Justin Herbert now in his third season um, in Los Angeles. They didn't do a lot.
2: This is a team that didn't really, really do anything. No, they I mean they they except signed Eric Hendricks. They signed Eric Hendricks on the back And they
0: re-signed career. like five guys. Obviously Trey Pipkins, uh Morgan Fox, J.K. Scott, one of the better punters Easton in the league. Stick. And Easton Stick. They re-signed to yes. be he's probably gonna be the backup, uh, backup. So now a cheap backup that you know <laughs> you're hoping you never have to use. Uh and they re signed uh Donald Parham Jr. as well, who's probably going to be in a much bigger role this season for this offense, so... I'll, I'll go to the C. They just didn't really do it's anything. A, it's a C. Like, it's you didn't do much. I, I could be swayed to a C plus. I do like Eric Hendricks, um, but... I liked him four years I, ago. Exactly. It's I liked just, him kind of like, I back mean, He's kind of... There's a reason the Vikings got rid of him. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's a C for me with, again, room to grow. We'll see what they do here in the draft coming up, but... Not yeah. much movement. They're going to be good next year. They Look,
1: are. I'll give them a C. Um, I think this is kind of the same foundation as what the Jaguars are doing and some of those other teams that, like the, the Bengals, they're saving their money for the Justin Herbert extension. So they're a little not necessarily constricted right now, but constricted with future considerations. With Justin Herbert, obviously you have to re-sign him. Don't do anything well, other Well, They than might be losing
0: Austin Eckler too. Could so lose, yes.
1: Eckler wants a trade. He's a potential destination is Detroit. So excited about that. Um,
0: <sighs> does they Detroit need another oh, running back? Uh, they'd have like five no, no. of
1: them. So potential destination <laughs> like Detroit. That, but I like Keenan Allen. I like Mike Williams. So the receiving yeah. core is still good. They like really... Love Josh Palmer. Th- yeah, they love... love they re- like really big receivers, like kind of jump ball type guys. And that's what Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are. So... And and they've got Herbert, so they're saving their coins for him. But yeah, other than that, this is a C because yeah. they did absolutely nothing with what little cap space they did have. And they're maybe, gonna get. A- we still forget that they have they're they're constricted with Bosa. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James. And they got
0: a left tackle that's coming
1: back this year. Rashawn, tackle, Slater. Rashawn Slater. So this is a great team on paper. We'll see what they're going to be. They're going to be really good. Yeah, they're like, going to be a good team. That's
0: why you get a C from me. Like Your roster's good enough that you didn't have to make a lot of moves, yeah. but in terms of an off-season grade, it's,
1: yeah, it's average. Yeah, the off-season grade is average, but yeah, yeah, on paper, the roster, I, I think any, any team would want to have the roster that the Chargers have, honestly. Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, I'm gonna go C plus only cause the best move they made this off season was a coordinator hired, Kellen Moore.
0: Yeah, I didn't Joel even Lombardi mention that.
3: Made, Joel Lombardi stagnated that offense, and Kellen Moore is gonna do the opposite. This dude
0: took the charge job before he was ever fired by the Cowboys. <laughs> this dude no, they exactly. fired him. Yeah.
3: I, it felt it. I, I mean, but, I, I but was, it, was, like, it was it, it was like that Because I mean, they, it was
0: literally like an hour later. They, they
3: needed <laughs> an OC, and they they got a. Damn good one. Yeah, a borderline head coach candidate a year ago. He was taking head coach interviews last year. I mean, I if know. he if he they has a really good year, cliff or anything. If he has Dallas a really was fine. Yeah, if like, he has
0: a really good year with Justin Herbert, he probably will be yeah, next that's year. What I'm so. saying so it's easily. Yeah,
3: um, best move of the off season. Eric Kendricks was solid. I yeah, mean, again, you're paying I liked it, again. I really liked year, Eric Kendricks like but, four years ago. <laughs> but, but but Kellen Moore. Yeah, Kellen Justin Moore. Herbert. I've never. I don't think
0: I've seen somebody this excited about Kellen Moore. I mean, I know you love the Chargers, but, like, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore does not move the needle that much for me. I'm not going
3: to lie. Uh, compared to Joe Lombardi.
0: Look, I, just because the bar is low doesn't mean that it got that drastically better.
3: Yeah, C to <laughs> C+. Plus.
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week here on the Byline as we graded all of the AFC teams off seasons. We'll be back next week. We're going to do the exact same thing, but we're going to do it with the NFC teams. Of course, that's when we're going to talk about the Lions, Jay, Chicago Bears. They've both had active postseason, off seasons.
1: Excuse me. White postseason next year for For sure. (laughs) Postseason. Taking the door. We will be doing that next
0: week. Thank you all for tuning in course, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for The Pylon on Impact 89 FM. For your host, Michael Mark Koch, for my two co-hosts, Jada Koster, Mani Patel, Grace Goodleric, who was our guest today. Thank you once again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.